Coming to you from the Strings and Things studio in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to April. Hello, April. What's special about April? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, well. Apparently hot weather. I know. It's supposed to be like uh, 90 tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow is Katie's birthday. <laughs> well, it's going to be 90 degrees. We're recording it st- st- on the last day of March, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my, ma- my, mother-in-law w- my mother-in-law didn't believe me when I said it was your birthday. She's like, really? I don't know anyone who's actually born on April Fool's Day. I mean, day. someone I has to I'm be. Like, it's somebody. Like, it's I know void. two people in my life. I'm like, I don't. Th- I'm like, I don't think Katie is playing a joke on year the after long year. Con I've been <laughs> the lying long about con. my birthday. For it's the <laughs> ultimate April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's my birthday. Now, I, now I have to outlive you. So yeah. I can see what goes on your tombstone. Uh, today, when we're recording, is March 31st, which was almost my birthday, but I was born at 2 a.m. Um, on the 1st, so That's I held like out. That's like Mirabella. She was supposed to be born on March 20th. I went into labor, labored half the day, and then she was born at 2.11 on mm-hmm. the 21st. 2.01. Mm-hmm. Oh, you scared. In some kind of club. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. but uh, Well, what are we working on today? Who want to start? I'll start. Okay, <laughs> birthday girl always People goes just first. Staring at each other. <laughs> like, yeah, talk about because I can't talk about that. All I did say what it was. Um, we have a secret coming out soon. Yeah, it won't be announced when this podcast comes out, but check your emails because we have a project we've been working on, and that's all we are going to say about yeah. it, right, guys? Yeah. That's all we're going to say yeah. about it because we might trip again. Stop looking but you're at never me. Gonna I'm hear. just looking. At Stop you. looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I am the worst for secrets. I love but no, you secrets. cannot bribe me. You and Dante, like my favorite memory. Dante spoils all secrets. This is my middle child. Um, my favorite, though, is he's like three years old. And actually, the product is sitting right in the room with us. He, he I get home and it's just like... Kevin's dropped him off with me and he's taking the other two kids somewhere and he's like, mommy, 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 daddy got you yarn for your birthday. And Kevin will never buy me a grip of yarn. He did buy me gift certificates to Anacapa, mm-hmm. but that's the closest that's a for getting. Present. Yeah. I had to beg for that year after year. My he's family was like, who did it. James was like, you want a gift certificate to the place you work? And I was like, yes, yes I do. That's exactly. And cause cause that's where I spend my money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spend it anyway. Yep. Yeah, so um, I had to convince them the same thing. Like, I said, Dante, that's not real. Daddy didn't buy me yarn. It's a cute little apple cheek three year old. <laughs> and he's like, no, he really did. And I hate it because no one can ever surprise me with presents because things like this happen. <laughs> so I'm like, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Dante, you weren't supposed to tell me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, OK, if daddy bought me yarn. You need to come go show me where it is. Uh-huh. So oh, he takes me into Alexander's bedroom. Horrible. <laughs> <And> <laughs> no child has a, has a chance against you. Well, he's existing. And if anybody and he, knows if he's me. going to tell. Right. Uh, if anyone true. knows me, like um, we were joking about <laughs> the funeral home, we're joking about how you would die happy. Um, and I said, Anne died, but the last thing she said 
knowing that it was right. She <laughs> died happy. So, like, I love to be right. So I'm like, Dante, Daddy didn't buy me yarn. So he takes me into Alexander's room, uncovers the big box that the blanket is covering, and it's a Keurig. Which is the Keurig that's sitting uh, right oh, in her Because awesome. we don't really use that at home anymore. So <laughs> That's funny. See, now, your husband's very smart. He probably um, told the kids. It gets deeper, guys. So, like, on my uh, the day before my birthday, I, um, I don't know, like, I turned too quick or something happened with a crack in the coffee maker. Mm. And I was making a pot of coffee and it broke. And so I called Kevin. He was out doing another errand. I said, <laughs> "Kevin, I need a pot of coffee, and there's n- and it broke, and I can't have any coffee, and I'm just I really need a cup of coffee." He's like, "Just wait till I get home." And I got my present yeah. a day early. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee crap really did break. Yeah, not like, oh no, I broke it. <laughs> no, Dante, you want to play with this? <laughs> Here, go play in the street with this bit of glass. No. Yeah, really. I'm a good mom. I just I made a play on the sidewalk with it. <laughs> Not in the street. No, no. What kind of monster do you take? Um. Well, we should talk about what we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you working on, Katie? Uh, um. Okay, I have three things on my list. Um. The one that I am knitting right now in my hot little hands is the little monarch sweater, which is currently a test knit um for jamie hoffman her uh username on instagram and uh ravelry is knitosophy or knitosophy i don't know how you say it but um i have tested for her before and i've knitted many of her patterns this is a child like baby child sized colorwork yoke uh pullover and it's got little monarch butterflies flying across the yoke with optional beads that you can add and i when I started, I was like, I don't want to do beads. I'm feeling lazy. But then I found beads in my stash and the crochet hook was right there. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll the do beads. The universe <laughs> said do beads. Yeah. So I did beads. <laughs> I did beads. It's uh, two colors of Malabrigo sock. One that's like a multi dark purpley wine, like jewel tone. And I don't remember the name of it. And then a light mint green that's water green is the name of that color. It's gorgeous. Um, I'm knitting it for my niece, Emily. Her birthday is uh, March. No, May. Hold on. (laughs) May 8th. One of the... I have a lot of nieces and nephews. This one, her birthday is May 8th. I was going to say, March, it's a little late. No, no, no. I got a month. Um, And that's when the testing is due, too. So it was like doing March or May. And I was like, well, I'll make this for Emily. It's a size bigger than she currently is because she is not going to need it until... Six months from now, at yep. least. Yep, yep. Uh, but I've got uh, through the yoke, and now I'm just working on the stockinette stitch body, and it's pretty cute. It is very cute. Um, I love it. I It's reminding me that I want to cast on her other butterfly one. She has is two it, other butterfly ones, two? I've realized. This is Little Monarch. She has one called Monarch, which, which is I a think similar is motif. Mm. And then she has one called, I think, Swallowtail. Swallowtail. Which has the big yeah. butterfly in the front, and that's the one that I'm also knitting. Yes. I, I mean, I haven't touched it in, like, a year, but... Um, I so want this to one's based off of... I think it's called Monarch. Um, but Swallowtail is also beautiful. I and I was just saying last week or so, we were talking about butterflies, and I was like, you know... 
I don't really like butterflies, like, as a motif. Like, I don't want to wear a shirt with butterflies on it or, like, you know, it's I would. just not my... I yeah, would. some people I like it, and yeah. I'm just, like, not drawn to it, but I'm knitting a sweater with butterflies it, on it, and I'm knitting another sweater with butterflies time, on it. Yeah. Um, she is also the designer of Rattlesnake, which is one of my most favorite mm-hmm. things And I that's the today. other thing I would also wear. Uh, yeah. Coyote, coyotes and snakes and Ooh. cacti. That is one of the most fun things I've made because it's like just I really needed knit that challenging. Knit that. It's just challenging enough. It came out when I was in a period of knitting where I was like so uninspired. I didn't want to knit a sweater. I just was like bleh. So I was like, eh, maybe someday I'll knit it. But now I'm like getting my sweater knitting mojo back where I'm like, I really want to make that. I'll wear it around you okay. more often. Because so I, I need to make it. Do you like it? It's very up my alley. It, it, it's, yeah, it just like all came together perfectly because I got that lady dye yarn that was uh-huh. the most perfect sky color for that. Um. Yeah. yeah. What else are you making? Um, I'm knitting a second Rainbow in the Storm sweater, which is my. I to see mm. this. It is my most worn sweater that I have knitted for myself, and I finished it like a year last January, I think. Before in the land before shutdowns. <laughs> I think it was January 2020 is when I finished it. So because I wore it a lot, um, I am not very far on it, but. Um, you got through the ooh, desert part. Yeah, the four inches rib. of black ribbing at the bottom. <laughs> so it's going to be similar to my first one in that it's a black base, and then I have what yarn? Weight, it's two yarn weights held together, but are they it's both, both fingering? fingering? Let me pull them all out. In I'm my like in love colors. as these come out. Okay, hang on. They're totally gorgeous. And this is the rest of them. So it goes oh. like a purpley blue. Um, like a multi pink, purple, turquoisey. I've got an aqua, a brighter green. Now, was that stash or did, did were they, were they did they come as a kid no, together? Because stash. they're like the perfect Louise. This is Louise. together. Louise is in there. Yeah, this was my. Um, did you make that bag? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. These are a, these are projects. Like two of these were in my first Rainbow in the Storm. These two. Um, this is an old hedgehog fibers. This one is one of my favorite colorways in the world. And I can't remember who dyed it, but she had a series of colors based on the Big Lebowski. But yeah, that's, I haven't touched it in a couple weeks because then I had to get started on this test knit because there's a date for that. Um, a due date. This is going to be gorgeous. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's not a rainbow in this, you know, necessarily. Like, my first one was a rainbow. Yeah. Like, purple, blue, green, red, orange, like, all the colors. This one's more... I just threw all my fingering weight yarn out on my floor, and I, like, played with yarn for, like, an hour until I figured out what I was going to use. But I'm finding about those, like, favorite patterns when you go in to make your next one uh-huh. is you know what you need. Yeah. Like, you can plan it so precisely, yep. and I'm a little... Those are the kinds of things I get, like, very compulsive about when it's like oh i could plan it down to the ounce Mm -hmm. practically yeah because i knew how much i had used of the first one so i was able to like reintroduce some of the colors from the first one into my second one and i'm still excited by it like that's such a satisfying pattern to knit because it's so stupid easy but like you have i think it's like 16 rows around of each color before you change stripe and you want to see what the next one looks like and it's it's easy to like keep yourself moving so um scrapper that's my yeah like that (laughs) i also have two baby blankets on my needles one of them is on the porch and the other one is the modern baby blanket oh the Mm. cute blacks yeah Yeah, i haven't touched them since then but it's i need to finish them because the babies will be born eventually so yeah uh that is all i am currently working on that's pretty good 
I'm excited about your rainbow. I think other people around the studio yeah. are excited, too. I know one other person's making one. Oh, hers is going to be so pretty. I haven't seen it's... her project or her yarn, but I know it's going to be gorgeous. Well, it's made out of the blanket she already finished, yeah. so we already know the colors are going to be so pretty. Yep. Um, that, like, seeing how that one turns out could possibly bring me into ribbing land. Yeah, it's a lot of one-by-one one ribbing. a lot of ribbing. You know, the f- so you have to do four inches of solid black one-by-one one ribbing. It's like 300 stitches or something like that. It didn't take me as long as I thought it was going to. And I don't know why. I because I remember the first time I was like, oh, I'm never going to finish. Same thing, though. Like, you already know you can I know do what it. I'm getting into. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's one of those your brain plays tricks on you kind of perception things, probably. Well, I love that pattern. So uh, and Karen gifted me for my birthday um, a mini rainbow, uh, like a rainbow of mini skeins. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this would be perfect for like a kid sized version of Rainbow in the Storm because it's all the colors. But like, I, I don't need to start another project. <laughs> <laughs> but my niece, Amryn, like is obsessed with rainbows. So I almost kept those her. mini skeins. Well, yeah, I was you like, can't take them back. She no. gave you the skeins. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I was like, oh, the tea's not that great. But I'm gonna give it to her because it came with it came with the mug, which was really the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, I'll give it a mini skeins. So now I have a beautiful array of mini skeins that I want to pair those with like a white background if I'm gonna make it for Amron because I think she would like love that. Well, that's like my favorite. It's from those mini skeins are from my 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 current and so far for for the last year my favorite one of my favorite yarn companies is the Farmer's Daughter Fiber Company. Mm. Um, I was wondering where it was from because it didn't say. It didn't say on it? It had info about the yarn, but it didn't have any, like, branding on it. So I didn't know who it was, but now I know. It's from the Farmer's Daughter Fibers. Uh, What are you working on? Uh, I've got a couple different things going on. I'm going to, I'm swatching something that I'll tell you about in a moment. But uh, I, the the Frosted Pumpkin Stitchery, their newest cross-stitch club, make a uh, stitch along, started. Mm -hmm. Um, It was supposed to start in January, and of course... Christmas and COVID made everything take longer, and they asked everyone. How is that not a Hallmark movie? What Christmas and COVID? Christmas oh, and COVID. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's gotta be. We gotta write that one down. <laughs> um, Somebody call Hallmark. <laughs> lifetime. Oh, it's a Lifetime movie because it's got some tragedy in it. Okay, carry yeah. on. <laughs> anyway, so their cozy cafe. Uh, every every month for like ten months, you get a different part of a different clue. It's a mystery. Is it a Halloweeny one or is it your Christmas one? Neither it's all really it's Halloween. all cafe drinks oh. and in really adorable cups so the first one is raspberry mocha and it's got this real it actually has like little raspberries with beads that you put on there <laughs> it's adorable and they can stand on their own i don't know what next month i know at some point mo- matcha is going to come into play with cherry and they have a peppermint mocha that they there's gotta revealed. be a pumpkin spice there has there's to be, be. Duh. probably not Duh. till october yeah. you know it goes it goes it goes through october so that might be one of the last ones or september mm-hmm. you know it's kind of an, a terminal thing i'm getting ready to make another pona jacket um i did a reversible one in with a wool and a and a cotton flannel and this other one i i take took a gradient floral floral panel that's kind of continuous and so it's really like the earth and dark, deep, dark flowers at the bottom, and it goes Ooh. up to like pale silver, where you can see the et- the la- an etching of trees in winter, and they have, um, or I guess they're just with no no leaves on it. So I'm getting ready to do that. I was hoping to do that before Chris before. <laughs> 
before Easter, but that's not happening. So maybe for Mother's There's Day. There's still like three days before Easter, right? Uh, I got other stuff I got to yeah. do. Yeah, I'm talking to Anne. She'll, knit, she'll sew it up. Well, like, so I was midnight. looking at an old picture. It's actually from like as we were moving in. I, um, mm-hmm. That was the year that Mirabella wanted an Easter basket. So I said she had to do all the trappings of Easter and oh, practice Lent and go to church. Um, and I had probably a Friday night. I didn't look at the date. Actually, I know it was a Friday night. A Friday night, I had her fabric, and I was here to sew. Mm-hmm. And my brother mm-hmm. saw that on Instagram, and he's like, whoa, with so much time. And if you didn't know that he was complimenting me, yeah. <laughs> that comes off, like, real sassy. But no, like, starting the Friday say, before is Easter is, like, for a little girl's dress, too, guys. Is yeah. sassy a family trait? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it has, it's, um, sassy is, like, in the warm, purple, or, like, warm blue range of nice. <laughs> and it has like a whole nother uh you know reading on the so jerkometer <laughs> so Anne and i both started a sweater that we were inspired by katie who never actually cast on or oh, yeah. maybe <laughs> so no, i got like three rows on. done yeah. oh okay sorry three rows <laughs> i found it in a bag the other day and i was like i'm never making this i'm never gonna finish even this. if you it's probably become like a a point of well yeah it's you know like when it's late night and your hands need to do something but you i just need something that i can't think about but it has a lot of stitches so the body of miss siggy is kind of perfect for that because it's nothing but stockinette around and there's no shaping no increases no decreases at least and i'm i'm like am i almost done i'm almost i'm almost ready to do the ribbing on the bottom so i was fantastic i was like um, cause I'm not doing the stripes in the same way. I've got more colors cause I don't quite have enough of each. So I added more colors to kind of stretch it out. And I was, and I liked the, initially I liked the, the colors I started with, but then I was like, yeah, it's Halloweeny. Do I really, am I, and now, now I'm into this awesome purple that's left over from something. I don't know what it's all stash. Anyway. So I'm now I'm I'm excited about it as excited as I can be when I'm doing it like eleven o'clock at night or eleven thirty and then okay the the thing that I was do, I'm working on in my hands I'm swatching for Darren which is part of the um, Embody book that um, by Jacqueline how do you pronounce her Cisplex okay that's how I would say it it's a capsule collection to knit and sew I have fabric to do wool fork which is the um, sewn dress for it but I'm just swatching because I have um, a cotton it's Proverbs by Forbidden Fiber Company and it's a cotton linen blend and I'm pairing it up with a lace weight wool oh that is a really so, pretty Yarno green is celebrating their 8th birthday and they oh, were having like a progressive really sale where one of their featured dyers was on sale that day for 18% off oh yeah so I went I was watching their live and Forbidden Fiber was one of the ones. So I bought enough to make Darren as well in a green color called String of Pearls. Um, that is a oh, really the, pretty green. Yeah. Because um, I think all of this one is inspired by like uh, plants or something. Mm. What's um, your color? Oh, because Thistle is a color. Yeah. Thistle's blue. So I have of green I... in the same yarn that Karen Shocker, has. I got blue. Well, I got, I jumped on because Katie's like, I just got this. I'm like, oh, I have to. I knew I could I, probably convince somebody else to buy some. <laughs> that day. I'm you like, almost got us both. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure I picked a color that they had enough of. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I'm pairing that with a lace weight Mrs. Crosby loves to play in reticule, which is like pale, pale, minty green. It's called magnolia. Magnolia. And I think it looks like a magnolia tree on a sunny summer day with shadows, mm-hmm. but a lot of white. Because it has some gray <laughs> and it has these um, speckles of blue, which match the blue of my main body color. So the reason why I picked a lace weight is because I don't want it to compete with the blue. It's going to be smaller, and so it's just going to give me little pops of color while the without dominating or competing for. But I'm not swatching with it because it's 840 yards at, per skein, it, and I didn't want to set up my machine that for cranking it. So I'm not going to hand wind 840 yards. But I don't instead even of- want to wind with a ball winder that many. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I, could, I would use remember? my little uh, spinny Ooh, drill thing for yeah. that. Oh. Do you remember the lace weight at Anacapa <gasps> that was 1,200 yards? Yes. Wasn't it even like a cotton so misbehaved? No. no? There was a lace weight cotton, but I, I think it was, was that it particular. No, no, no. That we did have Anzula. We had Anzula. Oh no, it was like Lorna's laces or something. Yeah, it was, it was yes. a Lorna's laces. Helen's oh, so, like Helen's lace. Helen's yes. lace. Yeah. And you would like someone would buy it and be like, "Do you want me to wind this for you?" Yeah. And they're always like, "Yes, please." And you're like, oh, uh, "No." Okay, yeah. do you do have two hours? Twelve hundred yards. It's like you're winding and winding and winding, and I swear it never got smaller yeah. until all of a sudden, boom, you're done. But it really wasn't all of a sudden because yeah, it would oh, it take. Took it took. 30 plus miss, minutes to I really wind. I miss working at Anacapa, but I don't yes. miss winding yarn for people. Exactly. It's one of the one things yeah. I don't miss at all. When Except I said we like, wind now, but in but small batch. Small yeah. batch. It's so it like all I did. Yeah. So when people want us to wind here, I'm happy to because it's a. Uh, but if you had something. a line and people were waiting oh, yeah. and you were the only one there and you're like, okay, oh, I'm sorry. It's going to yep. take a while. But when After I, a while, we would say, do you mind coming back? Yeah, Except on a Sunday, stupid. people would have to come back on a, on a Tuesday because yeah. we're closed on Monday. Um, and then that's their decision. Yeah. I wound, I think, eight skeins for an upcoming sweater. And I was like, ugh, how did I do this all day? Today? I know, right? <laughs> eight skeins. That's like one person's order. Yeah. It's like nothing. And then you have another person right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did wind. I wound. Um, one of our customers had this really gorgeous um linen stitch um i guess shawl blanket out of pearl soho 15 colors some of them with multiple skeins but that was an she's that, not making that after but that all. was a but that was a joy she finished it i can't she yeah. worked oh blanket. that's yeah that's what the, yeah okay now it's something else someone else's blanket is not becoming a blanket it's no. becoming like six edge or other yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which are all gorgeous and lovely well, what are you working on, Anne? Um, so it's springtime. Yep. Which means that I, um, I become victim to my spring fever of starting everything I see. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about all those things because some of them may never resurface. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of Vivian Hawksbro's um, essay from Vogue Knitting several, like a decade ago now, where she simply states, "Start everything you want." start everything you want without any guilt because your desire to start that thing is going to help you grow in some way. It's okay mm-hmm. if you don't finish that thing too. Um, That's a great way to I think because <laughs> I can't subscribe to that theory. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But I will. Okay. It works for you. That yeah. It does. It does. I don't believe it. Uh, so, um, 
one of my coworkers was talking about how much like she likes we were talking about the seasons we enjoy and like i don't love spring i actually like think i have opposite seasonal affective disorder uh-huh. <laughs> where spring is actually they don't specify what season right but usually people think of it as yes. an autumn winter thing um but spring is a hard time of year for me um and always since i was like a little kid a downer time anyway which is weird yeah we're opposites in that like i'm coming out of yeah you're feeling like, like it, i'm in a funk and i'm like it's my birthday i'm happy now <laughs> um, i love winter <laughs> And everybody's different. But you know, that's like, that's your birth time. I don't, I wonder. Like, if you thrive in the season that you're born in. Uh, I I didn't, as a child, I didn't thrive in anything. (laughs) But but as an adult, different set of stories, isn't it? (laughs) But my formative years were in colder country. Yeah. So you probably. So um, I. Um, an August, late August, so that's that Indian summer going into fall uh-huh. and autumn. Um, so anyway, starditis. So she was saying how much she likes spring and summer, and I'm like, bleh, I don't like spring. <laughs> Nothing about spring is exciting to me. Easter, I'm bleh, grumpy. Bleh. <laughs> so um, I. Hey, what about um is Katie's birthday is a great holiday? No, um, St. Patrick's Day is that okay. technically winter it's though? It's still winter technically. Oh, yeah. okay, uh yeah march 17th is four days three depending on yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. using the old equinox or the new equinox um and then mirabella's birthday happens and that's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor dante dante's birthday is coming but you know still <laughs> you can't help that no uh he could have yeah he could really he could have <laughs> sure, he could have made sure. it into march he would have been perfectly safe to be born anyways uh <laughs> So I happened to need to go to um, Joanne's that day, and I was looking around to see if they had something in the yarn section, um, and they didn't have it. But I, I have always enjoyed Red Heart color. Uh-huh. I think Red Heart has great colors, and um, I ended up picking out uh, ten colors of Red Heart, and I am now making a Halloween-themed tiny Granny Square blanket. Because you oh. couldn't get enough Granny Squares. <laughs> it's like that thing you hate. Yeah. I ne- I've never hated Granny Squares. I've always loved them. But like, you know, they aren't that thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm making um, this big patchwork Granny Square um, Halloween themed blanket because that will take me through the spring and I won't have to think about spring. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I'm also working on a sweater that I have wanted to make a long time. I don't, did I, I didn't talk about this one last time, did I? No. Okay. I thought I had started it since. Um, what's her name? Her name... She's a very good designer, very popular. She's cute and tiny, has a million patterns. Andrea Mowry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Mowry um, has teased us with this sweater since April. It came out maybe February. Um, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. Today I went back to yoga, and it was a surprise that I could go back to yoga that I saw in my email at 1230. Uh-huh. And then I had to prepare to be ready for yoga uh-huh. at six in the morning. Oh, I would love to go back to a yoga class. Grassroots yoga, oh, guys. But so the one in Fillmore is not open? I have no idea. I'm just mm. out of the loop. Um, I you, just miss being in a yoga class. It was wonderful. So two things are happening to me right now. I'm a little extra batty and... I went to a workout and I sweated a lot today, so I should be skinny again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is called Stripes. 
and it is an it's very aptly named um and it's meant to be a blank canvas she says in the pattern um you can start this one i started with a double um a, a double thick um ribbing this has a different name like a hem yeah like a, a hem ribbing yeah it's folded over it's double yeah. thick um or you can just start uh, straight away oh uh, there is a word for that anyway <laughs> <laughs> someone's screaming it at it's their speaker like, right uh, now yeah it doesn't matter i think it's in the pattern <laughs> <laughs> she called it something so i have been hoarding and collecting all my little dribs and drabs of sportway and dk from all the other sportway dk projects i worked on last year if like there is enough to make a stripe which i'm doing eight round stripes then it's going into the sweater so there are i think i have 18 colors planned for this Ooh. and when i do a sweat something like that i take a index card and I put a little snippet of all the yarn in the order I want to make it. Mm. And I'm keeping track of the weights. Nice. So I know exactly the yardage that goes into them. Um, that does look fun. So it is. Mm. I'm making a second one, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. It's going very well, but I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> You'll so have to wait. Stripes is very fun. It's just called Stripes? I think so. I um, am going to make a third one. Of course. Um, and I'm, you were wearing a really cute black and white stripey top the other okay. day. And that's just the classic black and white thin stripes. So I have too much black and white yarn for a different project I'm working on. <gasps> so now fun. I'm going to do that sweater, which is just a yoke shaped sweater, black ribbing, and then skinny black and white stripes. I still want to make that stripey thing. It was a cardigan. Okay. Yes, yes, in black and white. Do it. I should. I, that's, I, I really want to make that. Sweaters I make many times. Uh-huh. Crate is on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that sweater so much. Um, She has like a lot of other cool designs. Mm -hmm. Amelia. Crate something. is C-R-E-I-T? It's with K. a K. K-R-A-I-T. Oh. And it, mean, it means something in... In her native language. It's just, it's just <laughs> not like C-R-A-T-E. Yeah, it's I just not, wanted people to know it's right. spelled differently. The then name of the we planet the presume. Star Wars um, crate. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what it means. I think that's what this is, though. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Let me interject. I saw a cool bumper sticker. It it, it said Palpatine Vader 2020. <laughs> uh, he goes, resistance is fu it's futile to resist. Wasn't that? Okay. Yeah, I, I have comments on that. But um, move on, move on. So then, <laughs> speaking of crate, I need to make Dante a crate. That's the next one I'm going to uh -huh. make. I have all the yarn gathered. I think I've cast on the sleeve, and then I got set aside. <clears throat> His birthday's coming, and I really want to try to knit for my family, or make for my family a little more than I do. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time just making for my pleasure. Same. And not <laughs> spending that time on them. <laughs> I don't remember so, the last time I knitted something for a family member that wasn't a child. Yeah. Um... So while I was looking for a sweater for Dante after Crate, because he's going to turn 13, oh, I found this great Cascade yarn that's a 50-50 blend of merino and cotton. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. I bought a couple skeins just to swatch with, figuring if I didn't like them, I would um, make hats, because it should be a very good hat yarn. Um, and then I was going through Jared Flood patterns, because he... You know, he has a cadre of excellent patterns that are interesting for the knitter, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but wonderfully styled for, you know, men on the go. 
So can you tell us what was it Dante said his yeah. his style was? <laughs> so while I was looking at this, I asked him to come look at sweaters with me, and I was showing him some that I thought were great, and he's like, "Yeah, that one's okay. Oh, uh, that one's alright, I guess." And I'm like, I'm not going to make you, because he's man size or approaching it, small man right now. Um, I'm not going to make you a sweater that you're just like, that's all right. So so how would you describe your style, Dante? He's like, "Um, casual, nice quality, but I don't want to look like I care. And I said, that's my style, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You dress a little better than Dante. Oh, thank you so much significantly better so in jeans pouring, and t-shirt in pouring over oh you just dropped my computer oh. <laughs> sorry continue in pouring through jared flood patterns i came across his 10th anniversary publishing of the cobblestone cardigan mm. which is one my of mom his... has made that pullover yeah. she wears it all the time i showed him that and he's like nah the pull because i thought that'd be that perfect um, it's not good for the yarn I have in mind, but I, I love it. So I'm making the cardigan. Mm-hmm. And I had bought this yarn. It's a Hobby Lobby yarn that is quite nice to work with. It's like fingering weight uh-huh. yardage, but in a sport Can weight. I see? Um, it's like double thick of that stuff you're using oh, yeah. as your, your black. Um, so I'm doing Pretty like color. a gradient um, fade. <gasps> Look at all the grays and black. Black. And like a brownie gray into cream. And I had white next to this cream. And you could tell there was a difference. But I don't want such a huge white section in the middle yeah. of my sweater and my sleeves. It'll oh. land right at the elbows. Nothing. So I took the white out. And that's going to go into that other striper. But this is great. a total mindless project. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working on that one intermittently. Um And then I have something fun. I'm just like in the very starting stage of getting my feet under me with this project, but it came with a great basket. Okay. See, that is a nice basket. Oh, wow. Woven, big, cylindrical basket. It's really deep. That's like Um, 18 inches or something? Probably at least 15. Um, So. This lady passed away, and she her picture was just so cute that went into her obituary. And I was reading her obituary and talked about how she loved to knit and crochet for all her family. Aww. When I was talking to her daughter, I said, I'll bet that I met your mom because I worked at the nice yarn shop in town. And uh-huh. I'm sure I met her at some point because she looked a little familiar. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, no. My mom went into Michael's every week with a 40% off coupon and bought one skein at a time oh. <laughs> of Red Heart or Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and then she made blankets for everybody. Um, so I received the last blanket that she was working on. Um, and I have permission, like I'm not finishing this for this love, the, you know, gifter. I have permission to give it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this lovely peachy, uh-huh. perfect peach. For, I think that was a Karen pound of love. And then just white, red mm-hmm. heart. And it is what it is. <laughs> Which is a good yarn for baby blankets. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that color combo, too. It's, it's I'm really into peach right it's now. It's like a creamsicle. Yeah. Like, I want to eat it up. So it's probably about half done. And I'll, I'll finish it up. And either I'm thinking about putting it in our donation um, setup. Or I will give it to someone. Except I don't want to set the precedent for giving Kevin's friends baby, baby blankets. blankets. So it'll probably go yeah. to... A deserving child on the other end of our donation. Um, I got 
um, a dead lady's yarn recently, too. (laughs) I try not to receive dead ladies. I try not to either, except my dad had brought it home for me one day. Oh, lovely. And it was in, like, one of those, like, Rubbermaid three-drawer plastic things. All right. And I was like, well, it it all, you know, at least I have that. Like, I could use a, you know, a set of drawers. And it was like... There was, like, a whole bunch of needles, and the needles are fine. They're, like, mm-hmm. straight metal needles. I put them in a little jar. They look cute. The yarn had, like, little buggies in it. Oh, daddy. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw all this away. Yeah. And then, like, the plastic container was, like, kind of cracked and stuff, so I just threw that away, too. But, like, I got nothing good out of that. <laughs> you know what? I did get some nice, uh, like, metal crochet hooks and, oh, like, stuff good. like that. But I, I didn't get a nice basket in the pretty no, project. I was so... Because I didn't know what would be coming my way when she, this lady said, Oh, I have this unfinished no, sometimes, project, the last thing she's working on. Yeah. You know, I could give it to you and you can finish it. And you're it like, and, uh-huh. Well, I was... with When there was no obligations of her Make asking it for my daughter or whatever. It, yeah. Because yeah. I would have absolutely said no thank you yes. if it had been otherwise. Um I I was concerned, especially with the... Right. I went into Michael's with my 40% off coupon and bought one. I mean, you know what you're going to get, though. <laughs> right. Um, but the fact that it came with this beautiful basket, and this lady must have been very meticulous because this is not an easy kind of basket to keep nice. It looks brand new. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks so. l- totally brand new. Yeah. I did a project once, speaking of dead lady yarn, <laughs> but it, I was asked to finish a project because... It was one of those where she was work. It was a great, like it was a grandmother and she was working on a blanket for the last grandchild. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the, all the other grandchildren had gotten one. This one was partially and she had had cancer. And I just was bawling when I was finishing it for her because Aww. I could see the progressive progression from the stitches in the beginning mm-hmm. through chemo through the end. Aww. You could just see. And I was like, so I had to pull a little bit of it out just so it was a little more even, but it mm-hmm. just it just broke my heart to see because you can see in the beginning the stitches were great and as you could just see her struggle in her stitches. Aww. And 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 plus I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna finish this um for the last grandchild because there's that will be the memory that mm-hmm. the, the the last grandchild That's nice. Oops. It's a long time ago. But <laughs> That's that's but, very but lovely. it was it was it was like it was I didn't mm-hmm. expect to get so emotional to yeah. feel that but you know when you're picking up somebody else's stitches it's very intimate y- mm-hmm. because get you're seeing stash to finish a project to like finish that. a project you see what they did how they worked yeah, yeah that was um well we should do what we have finished recently right yeah mm-hmm. um. So I have, well, four things. Um, I finished Rift, which is a t-shirt <gasps> by Jacqueline. Do you have it here? I did have a So this is with Zoe. Zoe, so Juniper Moon. Oh, that Zoe. looks awesome. How many, how many skeins did it take? I didn't weigh it. I think it's less than three. Wow. Because um, I have, remember at Anna I Kappa, and I would know, but. Because I have some stash. Scale is very far away. I know, I know. I can't do it. (laughs) Um, But I love it. Oh, that color is fantastic. It was one of those things I put it down when I was like in the body, like this far. And I was like, I should, this is a small project. I should pick it up and finish it. And it took me like a week to finish it. It's perfect. It's It's like um, a black navy. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a good color. It was not a confusing pattern because her patterns are very well written. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are so many options. Like if you want to add bust starts and multiple Mm -hmm. sizes of bust starts. Mm -hmm. And if you want to add 
bicep shaping if you need a larger size, how to do that. And then it's got like a boat neck or a v-neck option and you can put that either in the front or oh, the I back like the so you choose which one you want so this one has the v-neck in the front and the like boat neck in the back so you can totally flip it right well the ribbing's oh, longer okay. on the bottom so you I, could if you didn't do the longer ribbing on i'm the i'm in it also has bus starts i'm in oh then no you cannot flip it no i'm aren't those so satisfying I yeah it took like a minute yeah. And is it with short rows? Most, because the yeah. bus starts are like almost invisible. Yeah, it's just a couple short rows. It's the most beautiful fit when you put it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in the ribbing on one of them. Yeah. And I'm at the decision point of what do I, I make do? the ribbing on both front and back the same and have the... So that's... I would recommend doing the bus starts and just picking a front. A front. Yeah. I liked the look. I should try it on backwards to see if I like the look of the neckline the other way. And I think the V-neck is more flattering on me personally yeah, and, I but i do want to make another one of these so um well that's I, interesting because she on the new pattern there's a bus start option yes mm-hmm. and i was actually thinking about that she is really good about telling you like measure it you're in this size category if you have this size like bra size you do this many short rows um it's um if you have not put bus starts in sweater i was used to be like a little obsessed with it mm-hmm. um it's very exciting yeah, it's easy peasy. It's very exciting. Um, I have two. I have one started and one intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one I'm just doing in this kind of pretty dusty peach. Yeah. Um, it's this very weird yarn. It's a cotton linen blend, but it's almost like a a tape yarn. Hmm. It's it's cool. I like it, and I got it like super clearance at yeah at Michaels, so I like it even better. I think it's gonna be like a ten dollar project. But then I got Mojave in, um, what makes that? Kelborn Woolens. It's mm. another cotton linen blend, but it's like fingering or sport. Uh-huh. And Fancy Tiger Crafts was doing a knit along for the Rift where they um, oh, marled yeah. it. Oh, that's cool. So I am going to do a marl. I had to buy a little bit more, um, which is insane. I bought it from two different sources and it came with the same dye lot. Wow. That's a miracle. That's like awesome. knitting lottery. Yeah. It is. Wow. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this yeah. someday. That's so cute. <laughs> it's um, fantastic. I want to make another one. I finished. I haven't blocked it yet, which is why it's just been sitting in my studio. But it doesn't even feel like it really needs to be blocked. But I, I do want to wash it to like loosen up the yeah. linen a little bit. Um. I'll wear my rattlesnake around you, and okay. you can wear that one around me. I bought be positive influence. I bought myself other. a cute little pair of overalls, and I was like, "This is gonna look so cute with my overalls." Ooh. I haven't tried the combo of them together yet, because they're, but they're like green, kind of like linen. They're very cute. Anyway. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So I finished that. Um, I made two of the. This is called the Louisa crossbody bag by Svetlana Sotek. Mm. which I'm going to do as a class. So tech handmade. Um, I love that fabric. So this was my first one I made as like a sample. And it, this is like a Joanne. This is all stashed. This was like a Joanne's print with like these succulents and then a chambray bottom because I had it in, on hand. And then this is, I don't remember the name of this y- or, um, fabric, but I remember we bought, I bought it when we were on our trip in October. Yeah. Oh. Was that like Irvine or Anaheim or where was it's that? Twenty nineteen. It's on Ball Road. I went there last weekend. M and L. M and L. M and L. Yeah. yeah. And then and the bottom and the lining is from Super Buzzy. 
it's very expensive when I take Kevin there. <laughs> yeah. Because he because has he specific taste, so he only wants the full price fabric. Oh too. yeah. So um I'm very reasonable when I'm there. Yeah, you're you're adaptable. <laughs> you can get whatever you want. I'm happy in the flat fold area. <laughs> um yeah, that's that's not where this was from. I paid full price for that one. But I do have some of the fat flat fold, like I bought a yard or two yards or whatever of it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and this was a fun pattern. So this is the one I filmed for the class so if you take the class you'll know what i'm talking about because you'll get to see it but take i made class. two of those and then the other <laughs> the other thing i'm gonna talk about is a little weird and i didn't bring it with me and you'll know why in a second i um, <laughs> i feel deprived <laughs> no you don't want <laughs> not that you don't want to see it but um i made some underwear all right which is Woo-hoo! a thing that i That's had something done i want to do it's a thing i had done before like a while ago like years ago when i was more into garment sewing and then i don't know why i did it so recently except that maybe oh i don't know why i was inspired to do it i used some old oh it's because i had a t-shirt i had a t-shirt that i liked that had a like a stain on it and i didn't want to throw it away so i had a underpants pattern that, that i cut really out of the t-shirt a clever and i added thing to do it's so if you've never if you are the sort of person that thinks that, oh, I might sew my own underwear, which is weird you know to it. tell some people, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> okay lady. Okay, I said that. But it's too. very easy to do. Okay, so this is going to be interesting because I, I have a whole coworker. bunch of concert t-shirts that are Ooh. too small in the arms. Yeah, just put the logo on your I butt. Guess- Cheryl, Cheryl Crow, guess where you're going? <laughs> Woo! What is that? Um, it's a great use of an old Saturday t-shirt. Night, you know, just trying to have a little fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Like, Oh, that's hysterical. Get out of my head because I want to get rid of all my t-shirts because I don't wear them uh-huh. very much it's in my like, regular wardrobe. I and love wearing t-shirts. taking up a whole drawer and I've been thinking about different things I could do. Underpants out of the t-shirts hadn't come up, but I know I was thinking like in that Something. direction. You take an old pair of underwear you really like, you cut it, you trace it for a pattern, and that then I did fold over question. elastic around the top of the Which legs. Which I have a lot there's of lots for of some reason. So why. That, it's that's why I didn't bring it to show me because I have worn them since and I don't think you want to see my undies. Don't you're right. Oh, I you know I have. Speak. If they were new, I have and a freshly picture sewn. of them before I've worn them. Okay, new and freshly sewn. Yes. I'm interested. That's I have a picture of them before I wore them. So, because I don't know why I took the picture because I didn't I didn't post it. I didn't intend to post it. I don't know why I took it, but I was like, this is the thing I made. I should take a picture of yes. it. Yes, if all things must be chronicled. Um, but it's so easy. It took me like ten minutes. You just cut them out and. Throw some elastic on them. Um, uh, so they're they're comfortable around the leg. Yeah. Is that where you put your? You also put fold over elastic there, so like there everywhere. Fresh and clean and new, and yeah, out of an old gray T-shirt, and I, I didn't that. have That's enough awesome elastic in one color, so the top is one color and the leg opens. That's are much another. cuter actually than if they had all been. They kind of have superhero <gasps> colors. Uh, so, so when you wear the other thing pants on the outside, <laughs> yeah, for your superhero costume, rag on. <laughs> Um, that's uh, adorable. Yeah, that's it. So I, I don't remember the full gist of the conversation, but I did say something about, I said something about making something that I was excited about. And my female coworker was like, looked at me like, how could you be excited about making that? I'm like, yeah, I know that sounds like I just said I wanted to make my own underpants. Mm-hmm. And she was, gave me another look and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people who do that. And I am very interested. Yes. <laughs> It seems like such a weird thing to tell somebody that you made, but like I can sew any other piece of my like any other garment. Like, yeah. what's so weird about that? Nothing. 
Nothing uh, is weird. So about for me, it. made normalize May, sewing your own underwear. So me yeah. made May, you will be handmade from head to toe. I'm not making a bra, but I, <laughs> yeah, I could. that's Karen's. I made like, one. Very close, okay, right? by the, well, the problem is by the time I finished actually making it, because I got a little spooked in in my head, I gained weight and I'm and, and a cup couple of cup sizes. So I, it, I'm it's sure like, I could, but like. And then I decided I have all these underwires, and I decided I don't really like to wear underwires. It's one of those so things that I feel like would be a lot more expensive to make. It could be, yeah. It could be, except, except, um, so some of the like the foam that I saw, I know that I could get in a different way, and like the way you get it shaped. The great thing is because all the stretch and all the shaping is in the foam. You can make the exterior out of anything. It can mm-hmm. be. It doesn't have to be a stretchy fabric. You can make really pretty cotton. You know, it could be well, superhero maybe fabric. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was just thinking of an actress who now I can't think of, but there's this one actress from like the 1940s who refused to wear a bra. Uh-huh. And so, but you look at her because it's like a very structured period in fashion, right? Yeah. And her you can't tell, mm. but she refused to wear a bra. So I want to look at the inside of her costumes, right? So that I just don't have to wear a bra because I'm with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, all that means is that whoever made the costumes had to go to a whole lot more work to put structure in there to support oh, sure. the gals. Sure. In I'm... a in a non bra, but kind of still. But it still way. had to be comfortable because she wore it. Yeah. Um, Mirabella. <laughs> So I made her all those little bralettes last year, and mm-hmm. she's grown so much this year, they do not fit. Um, and I copied it from one she already liked. Um, and so I just bought them at Target in her size, like in the size that matches her clothing. Mm-hmm. And she um, put the first ones on, and she, she's in this like range where she still wants to go around topless, mm-hmm. like boys can, <laughs> but she really, her little, you know, yeah. she really shouldn't. So <laughs> we're having a philosophical conversation about stopping that habit. So I come in to see her that night and she's um, not wearing any, any top. And I said, why aren't you wearing your little bralette? She's like, I put it on. It was so tight, mom. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's what wearing little yeah. like, bras and bralettes is like. And she I said, put it on. Let me see it on you. Mm-hmm. Cause I want to see if it's like, if it you actually know, is giving you any rolls or like, pushing your skin out of and it fit her perfectly oh, it's so baby. tight it's so tight like, welcome um, to the life of oh, confinement no. i've been waiting for this because she's obsessed with boobs yeah <laughs> so i'm like wait till you get to the social norms of containing those that yeah. part of your body <laughs> and you're gonna hate it because if her underwear is an eh, too tight she is like my i don't have any underwear that fits i need new underwear it's all too tight uh yeah. <laughs> I have a life hack that I'm recently trying back back to underwear. Um this came from my Ambialics Instagram several mm. like maybe a year ago. Uh-huh. Um she, she it was her PSA, so it was intended to be spread. She said um that she was really mad she went into a fitting for her her new show and Which is costume, really really cute by the way. It? Call me cat. Uh the costume designer um had bought underwear a size too big and she was like offended that they didn't get her the right size underwear. And it was intentional because if you wear underwear one size bigger, you don't get panty lines. Yeah. But I feel, Hmm. I know you ever had a pair of underwear that just like 
doesn't stay in place though, and then like halfway through the day, you're like, uh oh, you're always okay. adjusting. I hate having to adjust. Elastic, elastic. Maybe. Okay, so I bought underwear one size bigger, mm-hmm. and I it, it's working really well. <laughs> Good to know. So take that take from that what you will. Yeah. So anyway, what, what have you finished? <laughs> <laughs> no underwear. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. First of all, <laughs> this is the Mabel sweater that was technically finished last February, yeah. I think. This is a pom-pom pattern, right? Uh, it was in a pom-pom magazine, but it's actually, like, from a British store who I can't... Oh. Uh, loop. Loop? Loop? Yeah, oh, Loop, loop of London. London. Loop yeah. London. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was an advertisement in a Got pom-pom Oh, yeah, magazine. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't love it, but I finally took the three inches out of the sleeve that was too long. Mm. I because I am um, doing a capsule wardrobe. It's like I need variety in my clothing, but I also don't like spending a lot of time preparing my clothing uh-huh. and getting ready in the morning. I like to leave about ten minutes before I have to leave. You like to leave to ten minutes before you leave. Get I like up. to leave ten minutes to get ready Got it. <laughs> before I have to leave. Um, so I um splurged at target and bought a whole bunch of their current spring clothing at target mm-hmm. and then i integrated some things that i already had and then i realized i had some things that were cut out and ready or needed to be finished that um look at you work. with your fabric cards so on sunday i did the least productive thing but really it's going to help me the next 76 work days yeah mm-hmm. i took 16 pieces three of them are me made Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is maple sweater because I was like, I need one more, like, coder jacket thing to add to this to give uh-huh. it a little more jazz. And I realized I have this sweater that just needs a little bit of surgery. So I did surgery on the bottom of the sleeves, cut out two inches, two, three inches off of each cuff, re-knit the cuff, and now it's perfect. The thing I don't love about it, I think I need to block the yoke again because mm. it's always, like, sliding and slinking down my shoulder. Mm. And... It drives me very crazy. It, it's okay if I button it. Yeah. See, I've discovered, I don't know if I like a yoke sweater because I don't have the problem of it sliding down. I have the problem of it creeping up. Oh, yeah. And it I doesn't have one sweater that does that to me. And it, it's because it has... It has no structure. Yeah, it's like a funnel. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, I, the, 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 the upper part of the yoke has got stranded work, and then it has a section of nothing, oh, that's and sweater. then stranded yeah. work. And that, that little section that's not as stable just, just lets go, and up. everything... Yeah. Ugh, I'm, so I feel like I've got, like, rolls around my neck that are not my own. <laughs> On the two scrapper cardies I have, I wear them a lot. Um, one of them, the, if you do the sleeves as written, the sleeves are kind of voluminous down to the cuff. And so there's a lot of weight in those sleeves. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that one is more likely to slink. Mm-hmm. Um, but I changed the fit on the sleeves on the second one and that one doesn't have that problem. So I think it is a relationship with the depth of the yoke and the size uh-huh. of the sleeves. But anyway, I wore that today, um, for the first time in almost two years or oh, a year. It feels like two years, yeah. five years. Um, 10 years <laughs> so that seems right what year is it I, I, where are we <laughs> <laughs> who are you <laughs> um, so then I don't have these dresses that I finished but I made more of that new look 6525 <laughs> but I have my cute little watercolors oh I remember that, that, pa- that fabric <laughs> yes um, so this was the melanated mm-hmm. um, fabric com- uh, store 
purchase. Um, and then I bought um, more M&L yeah. uh, knit fabric, which I, I never – and they have that big back room yeah. with all the apparel fabric. And I finally spent a little time in there on this I, I could have gotten lost in that back room because they had a lot of it's really nice stuff. It's overwhelming. It really yep. is. <laughs> I mean, that's that. It's overwhelming. So I finished two dresses. Um, I refinished Mabel. And I made a ripple – bralette for Mirabella oh, in cute. her oh, yarn she so dyed which oh. she named the color uh Mirabella's Delight it fits her it I made it cropped very cute and I kept saying to her when she tried it on when I could have changed it um do you want it longer nope nope is this the adult size you just made <laughs> I it made the small? adult size she has she measures a 32 inch chest right now I, so. knit, mm. I think I knit one for my niece I think I made one for Amarin but it I just made the smallest make, adult yeah. size. So I have one bone to pick with the pattern, which I should have made an executive decision, which she says do a standard bind off in the rib in pattern. Uh-huh. And it, it, I should have done a stretchy bind off. Mm. And it, it's, I think she's a little uncomfortable. She's like, I feel like I'm going to break it when I turn it, pull it oh, on. When she pulls it on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you won't, you won't break it. Um, she might. She might. <laughs> uh, I'm going to block it. Cause she's convinced that will make it softer. Okay. Passes around. She can't handle fluff. She doesn't like yarn, right? Yeah. <laughs> she is famous for saying, This feels like yarn. Sometimes I don't like yarny things touching my skin. Yeah. So I recommended that she wear it like um, like a slip dress. You top. need to make yeah. her one in like cotton. I'm thinking about it because I'm going to make myself one in um, Cascade, P- whatever their Pima, Heritage mm-hmm. Pima, um, to wear as like a jammy top. Uh, and then, oh, the granny square blanket! Oh, wow! So Katie and Karen are taking in so much pretty yarn. Whoa, this is it's so pretty! The best, and I have never owned a high quality uh yarn blanket. Stop it, Katie! Trying to take it. Um, I saw nothing. My back was turned. This is so (laughs) that looks so cozy. I it's want one for so my bed. So warm. Yeah. Like my son. I mean, it's me a lot of wool. Yeah. He, my son crocheted me a blanket out of acrylic for Christmas. Uh huh. And it's lovely, and it's perfect layer with another blanket. But this. Yeah. This is wonderful. It's like a weighted wool, blanket. Oh, wool, it is. wool so nice. makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was leaving now. Um, I love. Tell us this the yarn. Join. What's it made from? It's it's Malabrigo. I said oh, it in the title. Oh, gorgeous Malabrigo. It's in the name. Um, but it has other things. Like, yeah. You guys thought this was California It love. is. It is. It looked different okay. t- from different times. It does. It, it's it, the it, same. It's a, Yeah. Okay. I have another skein of California love that's oh, maybe older. Maybe. Okay. So you saw the lighter. But, you know what? I do see the co- I see these colors all in it. I realize. This one just okay. has so much gray in yeah. it. Yeah. Both of my colors were California love. One was oh, Cal- that one's California Love too. No, 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 no. The the, the double one cowl. was California Love A. The other was California Love B. They were different oh. dye lots. Okay, well, it, so there could be some Zen Yarn Garden in here. How long did it take you to put it together? Three sittings, maybe. That's not, wow. To do the edging too. Edging, no, edging was I did it over last weekend. It was like my main project I took on our little Mirabella birthday party trip. Aww. Um, this join is a absolute delight. I'm using it on my other 
little granny square Halloween blanket. Oh, I've done this. It's a like a zigzag slip stitch. You like slip and yeah. And it's exactly. I didn't know how I was going to join it, but I knew it's like, great. What the I great wanted. thing is, there's no bulk to it whatsoever. There's no bulk, but it's present. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got like a tiny little ridge. For those who are sitting at the edge of their seat, wondering what color did Anne choose for her edging, if you've been following. <laughs> Do you know Aunt Anne? I Come went up. with Pearl Ten. <laughs> because the plomo actually is probably what I always intended. Now have that you I've posted a picture of this? No. Well, you should. I will. <laughs> I have a picture because we were in a hotel with a king size bed. I oh, was able to go. take a decent picture of it in natural light. I was waiting to show you guys. I didn't want you guys to see it on before you were ready. Instagram yeah. before I'm you got jealous. to see it in person. It's, I am totally jealous. If you want to invest in thirty six, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to do the work. I want you to do <laughs> no, the work. No, I don't want to invest <laughs> no. in that much Malabrigo, but I want one. Uh, there is one end that still needs to be woven in. You should just leave it. I will. I think I will. Yeah. It's in one of the names. It, it won't. Places. It won't bother you later. No. <laughs> no every once in a while, I'll stumble and I'll be like, oh, there. I have a sweater that I just have one end I forgot about. I'm like, I'm never gonna weave that <laughs> end in. I was looking. I don't know who. I have on the inside. I have a pair of socks. That are that way. Um, every time I try, the, I, I don't put them on very often because they're a hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Because Cat Forty, Cat 40 says that. you don't have to. Yeah, it reinforces and fixes, keeps your toe from getting a hole. But you would think that it would bother me more because I don't like the texture of something like that at my toe. But I don't wear it that often, and it, you're right, it just sort of felt and fudge itself in. So weaving in all the ends took about as much time as joining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is. Everything I hoped and dreamed it would be. So, would you... There's times where I weave in as I go, and there's other times where I don't like the look of weaving in as I go, because it's not as invisible as I would like. And there's sometimes I don't like the look of it, but I do it anyway, because I don't want to weave them in in later. I know, it's like, I may have stuff that's half woven in and as I go and half not. Yeah. This join is also pretty on the other side. It looks so nice on the other side. It, like a little hand there's, stitch. there's no right or wrong side. That's the beauty of it. There's just two sides. They, they, they don't match, but they are both pretty. So I, with my little granny square one, it's going to take a lot because I'm only going three tiers out. Um, are you going to make it as big? Maybe. We'll see. It'll sort of, I don't want to buy another 10 skeins of red heart, even no. though it's not a great investment. It's just more stuff that is a lot. so i'm just going to use what is there um i think it's going to take 320 squares Ugh. um so i have this whole god bless you <laughs> no i have a plan <laughs> if i break it down it's manageable mm-hmm. plus i want i'm doing it as a distraction kind of like on the porch why am i why would i rush through it it's my yeah. like, little treat um which i have been working on um I am doing joining a set of 20 at a time and oh, weaving okay. those ends in as I make each increment to That's do that. Smart. Um, and I'm even thinking, because I made this, this square that's four by t- four by five. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking so that I don't have to overthink randomizing it, mm-hmm. that if I do um, blocks of that and repeat that, yeah. that I think it will, it'll look random. Random. That makes sense. And not make like not, a clear repetition yeah be random enough you know so i am weaving in the ends of these little babies as i go because there's just too many of them that would just overwhelm me and i would never ever finish this yeah Yeah. ever it would just be another bag of yarn sitting around (laughs) which i have plenty plenty of that's what i finish what have you finished karen like crown um The main thing is I finished a prototype for a pattern that I submitted to Making Magazine. 
It's a tote that has cork on the bottom and has some hand, some sashiko hand stitching um, where I, I made the pattern on my own by um, putting a, uh, using a dot grid template and my friction pen to make a ton of dots. And then kind of, it was kind of fun to connect the dots and kind of outline my pattern. And then my stitches don't have to be perfect. They just have to go in the direction that makes it look like a clear pattern. Anyway, I will find out by April 6th if I'm in or not. And if not, that just me- that just means it'll be a class that much sooner. Woo! <laughs> so it's very pretty. It's in two sizes. I wasn't sure if the the first one was too big, but Katie assures me that big totes are good. You can't. Yeah, have I always need a big, big tote. Well, one of the things I like it uses a leather handle, but because the handle's not sewn, it's tied in. It can be untied and used for different bags. It can also be taken off and so that the bag itself is more easily mm-hmm. washed. Cool. Though I would wash it because of the hand stitching, I would wash it inside out to protect the, the mm-hmm. stitching. But uh, that's the only thing I've actually finished that I can. I'm horrible of thinking on the spot. Did I finish anything? I don't think I did. I'm a slow, sp- sp- slow worker. Yeah. Well, some months are like that. I mm-hmm. understand. Oh my goodness, this year until now. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Well, um, I was thinking about what I wanted to have us talk about because our tradition is whoever's birthday month it is gets to pick the topic of the episode. Um, and we just came up on the two year anniversary of my grandpa passing away a couple weeks ago. Two years. Mm -hmm. I was telling my, I was talking to my grandma and my mom, how it like, how grief is weird in that it feels like it was yesterday, but yeah. also 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. At the same time. But yep. it's kind of a roller coaster. It's in, it's, it out, it's oh, in yeah. and out. Yeah. Waves. Sometimes we describe it as yep. waves. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about him because, um, just in general, and how much of a maker he was in his own way, and how there are people in our lives that inspire us to be makers or people that you know that make really cool, incredible things that, you know, maybe it's, you know, it doesn't have to be fiber related. Maybe they're an artist, maybe they're a baker, maybe they just, you know, there's something that they do. So I wanted to just like have a little chat about maybe people in our lives that we know that have inspired us in some way. Um, my grandpa was like a mechanical genius. Like he could mm-hmm. design and build engines and vehicles and Anything like that. Like, he rebuilt um, a Model T Ford, and he was really That's into... Awesome. Uh, what he, color did he paint it? I think it was just black. Um, That's very, the joke. He's very classic. <laughs> That's a joke? You can have... Uh, that's what Ford said. Yeah. You could have a Model T in any color you want, as long as, long as, as it's, it's black. black. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, we went up to our house in Independence a couple weeks ago, and since he's passed away, we've been like, you know redoing some things because he was also very stubborn so and that was like his place so anything that you know he was kind of in charge of where things were and whatever and now that he's gone we've sort of rearranged things a little bit but um out of the storage shed my dad pulled out his what we, what's called the six-wheeler um it's got a sign on the back it's called the boondocker three because this is the third iteration of this vehicle that he had built and it's like an overlander like there's no top you sit in it it's controlled with like two two levers and it's got six wheels. So three on each side, kind of like a tank <laughs> that he built just because he wanted to see if he could build it. So it's built out of like random parts. 
it looks kind of like a boat but with wheels <laughs> and I, I remember riding in it as a kid and you can like ride it up and down dunes and did he have and... any did he let anybody else drive it no i'm sure not <laughs> oh, okay because because i know that when the when the scouts met there to recuperate after their 50 mile uh-huh. hike he which... probably gave them rides but this what the last time it moved was probably when i was a kid um because it's been in the storage shed for a long time but i was looking at it and i was like he just built it like he just like designed it and was like well it's the third iteration of it because it's the third one (laughs) but like he probably just had a great time in his garage like coming up with how he was going to build it and he was also like frugal so he was like i had this engine from here and i had these tires from here and it's like this frankenstein thing that he built (laughs) it's all stash exactly (laughs) exactly it's the the ultimate me make my dad and my uncle were standing out there looking at it because they were like we should get this running again and they're just standing there with their like their hands on their hips staring at it like how did he why do you think he did that (laughs) how do you think this is for (laughs) and my dad has been my mom and dad have been renovating and restoring my grandpa's old vw bus and some of the things like my dad's like i uh, it's like fascinating to realize how his brain works because he can like figure out from looking at it like he wired this through this and like he knows exactly why he did it but it's like who would have thought of that except for like why would yeah it's just interesting but i was saying that like i feel like i got that spirit through him where i'm like i could make that thing or like Mm -hmm. i just have a great time sitting in my studio coming up with some and it's a completely different thing yeah i don't know jack shit about an engine or building (laughs) anything like that but like you know, I was just thinking about, and then the spirit of I can. Yeah. Not he could do it. Not the, I wonder if I can, but of course I can. Yeah. Or Let's I just could tra- never do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've met yeah. a lot of people like that and I don't have that mindset at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like, a real you, gift. Did you try? Mm-hmm. Do you know, how do you know unless that you can't do it unless you tried to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my mom got tired of hearing people say that about things she'd make and she'd be like, she eventually started saying, if you could imagine, you're right. You probably couldn't. You're yeah. right. You probably couldn't do it. You're right. That's when she decided she should stop teaching textile arts. Oh. <laughs> um, I just don't understand the idea that of writing something off without exploring it. Well, there but, is. I mean, some people do know their limits and some people yeah. are yeah. more wired to be able to do something more easily. Yes. That is true. It, there, are, there are some things where I, have, I may have attempted it or I know, like you said, my limits and I appreciate the skills of others. I think it, I always like to think of it as like, like, like arts and crafts, you know, they, they're paired together, but I think you're very much either like an artsy person or you're oh, a crafty yeah. person. And yeah. I'm a crafty person. I'm not good at like, you can be both. I think you can, but yeah. I, I, I know for me, like building things and like executing things, though, that's the part that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. The creative aspect of it is something that I struggle more with than like somebody else, you know? So I couldn't be an artist in that way. But like, if you show me a picture and you're like, make this thing, or you give me a set of instructions, I'm like, I love, like, I love building like flat pack furniture. Like, give me all the pieces and I want to assemble it. Like, that's, I love doing that. But, um, well, that's like, that's an old Greek art philosophy is that there's arte and arte. And mm-hmm. I can't remember which is which, um, one is the spirit and the feeling of art and mm-hmm. the other is the craftsmanship and the execution. Yeah. And so sometimes you're executing both and sometimes you're focusing on one or the other mm-hmm. and they can both be so very satisfying. Um, I definitely grew up in a household of 
makers. Mm -hmm. Like there's only I can and I I will do it myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, my I think I take a little I mean, I don't know, I think I'm a pretty good blend of both my parents. But my grandmother was like the best needle worker ever. She, Mm -hmm. you know, she would go to a store, look at something she wanted and go home and just make it because she knew how to do every needle craft that Mm -hmm. ever was. Um, She's an excellent reverse engineer. And she gave me the greatest compliment when I was about 12. I spent a week at at my grandparents' house and um, I just got to like make, 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 make. Yeah. Grandma taught me how to make her special teddy bears that um, she'd make for everybody. She that was the time she taught me to knit. When I mm-hmm. my famous story of oh Grandma, you don't understand me. I'm just gonna wait for my parents to because <laughs> I kept saying I want to learn to knit, and she was showing me garter stitch, and I wasn't getting you know, the pretty this isn't knitting, Grandma. Yeah, and so the third time I asked, I just knew better than to keep mm-hmm. asking the same question. Um, but yeah, I mean, like so much in my life wouldn't be if I hadn't been brought up around people who just mm-hmm. take the raw ingredients and make. Yeah. Like my parents own their own business so that like they made their own industry, you know, up yeah. to, you know, um, woodworking. Dad used to work on the cars. Um, they pour concrete. They built, mm-hmm. my dad did our roof. Um He didn't build the addition to the house. (laughs) He probably could have if he wanted to. Yes, but he was running a business. Yeah. (laughs) Which wasn't building additions to houses. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking about that with somebody about how grateful I am that I come from a family of people who are doers where it's like, I need my brakes fixed in my car. My dad knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. I need a, you know, whatever it is. Like, I probably know somebody who knows how to do that. And if I asked them nicely, they'd probably help me do it. Well, we have benefited from those ridges. Yes. <laughs> your um, we, yeah. Uh, my dad is um, a hydraulics engineer, so he uh, designs systems for boats and farm equipment and stuff like that, um, like hydraulic systems, and it's something I don't quite understand fully, but um, like he would design, like he was a designer. He doesn't do that as much in his like current job right now as he did in the past, but like building whatever I don't know hydraulic systems for boats and like coming up with how everything works and what you need this and that there is and like so fascinating. Yeah, it, it is, <laughs> and he like it's fascinating to me that someone holds that amount of knowledge that I don't know about. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. he's so smart. Like, like I don't understand how any of that works, and he doesn't talk about it because he knows that none of us like know or care that much about it. But like <laughs> that he can do those things is like fascinating yeah and i think about like as i get older and i have i don't have children but i have nieces and nephews and i would hope that they would think about me and be like my aunt katie could make whatever that she wanted to make and she would make (laughs) me this and that like that warms my heart to be that person for somebody else you know Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely um I mean, you guys inspire me all the time, mm-hmm. like just to keep on keeping on. Yeah. <laughs> and then certainly we inspire each other's projects and, mm-hmm. and just and encourage feed. where it's like, well, yeah, you can do that yeah. or you should do that. Oh, you I know? can't wait. You were in my head 
when I was like, can we just count this done when I finished all of my square? <laughs> You're like, I want to see that finished. Yeah. Okay, Katie says I can't count it till you it's finished. You can't count it yet. It's not done. I want to count it, so I got to finish it. I have 52 it. finished objects or however many squares it was. I've met a lot of other artists who inspire me. Um, one particular one I'm going to notice, I'm going to note, and I wonder if she listens to our podcast. If not, anyway, I still love her. Laura Lewis. She oh, yeah. is yes. such a... I love seeing following her on Instagram she's and so seeing all the talented and everything oh my she gosh. touches. She's one of those people that you see, you're like, man, that's a cool person. Oh my god, yes, you know because she is. She's not just talented, but she is like she's, the nicest. Yeah, just, I love her. Yep, um, yep. We were having a love fest on Instagram the other day, actually. <laughs> and she, I mean, she is an artist. I will always want to support and be excited yep. to see what she is making and creating and. I'm glad we have her in this world and I'm glad I know her like really know her yeah um so I don't want to lose track of her she's someone I want to know for out for always um yeah my so my grandma like your story I would spend you know a lot of time at her house growing up with my cousins and stuff like that but I remember like spending the night at her house just myself which I don't know how I wrangled that because I have two <laughs> siblings, and, siblings a of, and, cousins, and a lot of cousins yeah but, I remember, but isn't it so special? It like, is. I only I can get that one it. time, one week, but it is like yeah. emblazoned in, in a, it was an important experience in my life. Yeah. And she was the person where it was like, grandma, I want to learn how to crochet or I want to learn how to knit. Like I loved going to her house because she'd be like, what do you want to do? I'd be like, I want to make a quilt. And she'd be like, okay, let's make a quilt. <laughs> so I made, like, I remember learning how to sew, making pillowcases. And like as an adult, I mean a young adult when I was like in college. I wanted to, like, learn how to make a quilt. I had never done, like, all the piecing and the layering and how to do the quilting. And I, so I went over to her house when I had time. And we called it Grandma's Quilt Camp. Because <laughs> I made my cousins come with me. This was before anybody had children and lives and jobs and stuff. Because we were just <laughs> in college or whatever. I kind of remember this. Yeah. This. So like, there oh, was, Katie's like, one, <laughs> or one summer where it was, like, my sister made a quilt. Which, if you know my sister, she's not very, like, um, crafty. Like, she doesn't have, like, any sort of... She doesn't of, have the gene. She doesn't. We call it the grandma gene. Like, I got the grandma gene, which is, like, not just, like, being crafty, but, like, my mother. I guess, like, ingenuity, kind of. Because that actually puts a finger on what the cool thing about your grandpa, the Mm -hmm. cool thing about your dad, the cool thing about your grandma. Yeah. She taught me how to quilt. She taught me how to sew. She taught me how to knit. She taught me how to crochet. Like, and I remember doing, and, like, all kinds of arts and crafts at her house. Like, we would go to the beach and collect rocks, and we would paint them, and, like, oh, just so many painting. things like that that she taught me how to do. And I know I was talking to her the other day, because now that, like, COVID is sort of easing a little bit, she has both her shots, so now we can spend a little more time with each other. Mm-hmm. How I have this big queen-size quilt that I need to quilt, but I don't want to do it myself. I'm like, Grandma, can I come over and, like, use your, like, quilting machine? And She has a quilting machine? She's got, like, a little, like, She has tabletop. a long arm, like a tabletop long arm? Yeah. I'm like, can I come <gasps> oh, cool. borrow your machine? Yeah. She's like, yeah, of course. Because, so. you know, I have, like, a couple of quilt tops that I started, but I, every time I'm like, uh, the quilting's I quilt coming. It. I so love I the think... quilting part, but... I hate the quilting part. See, I love the quilting part, but you really have to have the extended table yeah, I, 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 it's just a lot. Like the it's more, a lot. I, I mean, I I made it work with a bunch of encyclopedias built up around my machine and books, but it's just not the same. Yeah. I'm thinking about. I I think it's time for me to just give back and support a quilter. I was thinking and the I'm, same I thing. I think I'm just gonna make build. Is Joey I, still doing that? 
I don't. I think she might be. Um, Deb. I also uh, have oh, some Deb. resources that my grandma gave me and people that she. Yeah, uses. and then yeah. So I'm thinking I'm gonna audition some people. Mm-hmm. I I am kind of picky about the amount of machine quilting. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like the over like, like heavily quilted. It seems like the problem when you and and I do have a tendency to over quilt because you get so excited about it. But the problem is then the more you quilt it, the less loft you have. Yeah, right. It, it it doesn't. I mean, on the other hand that they're gonna the ones we have are probably gonna last a long time because they there's just almost as much thread as there is anything yeah. else in there fair enough I have a, but but if i it wanted to to me. it doesn't have the cozy lofty right. feel my favorite quilts that i have made are a like a regular cotton quilt top with a fleece backing and no batting oh, in the middle so and light quilting they're yes. so cozy but that I'm is making the best. like a I'm making a wedding quilt for someone who's getting married. See, and it's like a little nicer quality, like mm-hmm. fancier. It's pieced. It's like all these big star blocks. I'm like, I Ooh. should really do like a proper quilt on this. So for my cousin's wedding, that was the very first quilt I made. I wasn't even married yet. And um, I didn't know anything about quilting, but I tied it yeah, together. I love ties. Tied quilts. I do. I, I figured it has a beautiful vintage feel to it. I love tied quilts. It's nice and squishy. I love no tied quilts are nice i love it and she i was very honored that she kept it and made after they divorced and she kept it (laughs) (laughs) the the blanket's still with her i have this quilt that a different cousins a different cousin was married and made this quilt for her husband and they are no longer married and she didn't want the quilt but it's beautiful and it's tied and so she like drew someone's name out of a hat that she knew she should, <laughs> and I got that quilt. Oh, that's a good, that's a great. Cause she's like, I don't want to have this anymore, but it was like a nice thing. So I was, this was like a long, 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 long time ago. Like kind of takes it the emotional, like what a good way to get rid of something. I remember I getting it and being like, this is kind of sad, but like, it's a beautiful quilt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, um. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to work that and like get my wrap my head around that that's gonna be a cost in the project. Yeah, and just get over it. Yeah, like I'm not making those quilts to if, save money. If somebody <laughs> is listening who knows of a good and reasonable quilter, or if you are one, please let us know because yeah. I am also looking for yeah, <laughs> one of yeah. those people. Um, uh, I'll have to how like trade trade ideas like references yeah. with you. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky to know so many creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the same when I spent that week with my grandmother. She gave me this wonderful um, compliment that's been in my head forever, which was that girl's head is always working, isn't it? She yeah. said it to my aunt. Just kind of, I I had like this whole project plan, which now knowing my daughter, <laughs> I was gonna say it kind of sounds like Mirabella. Yeah, like. She talks a mile a minute so fast that her little mouth can't keep up with what her brain Uh is trying to express. And I'm sure I was a lot like that. Yeah. (laughs) I was a little bit more precocious in the way I spoke, but I'm sure I I just went into like whole... Because I do that now! I have a whole story to tell you! (laughs) You have to listen to every detail in this story because I want you to have the whole picture. And then I might get to the point at the end. And precocious. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, as we were talking, I was thinking about other people that I know. Um, my cousin Claire is not, she's like famously like not an artsy craftsy person. Like we went to a, like a painting. She's such a good photographer. She's a great photographer. And I we went to a painting class 
and it was like one of those like she told you exactly what to do and it was like in a big group and we like looked over and we're like wait no Claire <laughs> and she was like oh like my pain <laughs> but she's a, like she's an author like she wrote yeah. a whole novel and she's I working read that on... is she working on a sequel because uh, I've been waiting for the sequel I think she's it's working so on good. something else right now that she's inspired by but if you want to read a book by my cousin you can read Across the Formidable Sea by Claire Laminin and you could get it on it's Amazon on Kindle. it's in my to, do, to read I also have a physical copy but you should buy one and yes, send her yes. some money you buy Claire's book yes <laughs> um, but like I can't, can't fathom can, can you get writing a book a... bookshop books no she's self well uh, she's self-published so it's not oh. through a because I know I got it well because I know I got it out of she Amazon. should go to Timber Books she should and she should show them her book yep. and they should do a signing yeah I'm yeah. writing your business plan Timber Books strangers who's Claire, are you listening? Like... She doesn't listen to this, but if you're <laughs> listening, Claire, you should do that too. Um, just tell her it is. I can't fathom <laughs> writing a novel. Like, it just seems like such a to be able like to sit down and put task. I mean, it's hard yeah. enough. It was hard enough in school to write like a three-page essay. <laughs> like, I remember being pretty good at writing essays, but that's because we had like a formula we yeah, had to follow. It's five paragraphs. Yep. <laughs> but like writing a whole like novel, beginning, middle, and end, and editing it. Ugh. I was really good at essays. I knew enough key points to that I could hit the points and I could BS myself in between. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I, it's like, mm. I was good at that. See, that's where I... I mean, I, that's what I considered my, that I was BSing it. But I had teachers go, no, you did understand it. You just... Ex-. I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. <laughs> that's what BSing is. You want to just is. keep giving me good grades. Yeah. That's okay. Um, <laughs> that was the begrudging relationship I had with my uh, AP English comp teachers. I, I'm very... I'm. I was very good at that class, mm-hmm. but I half-assed it. So who knows what would have happened if I full-assed it? <laughs> um, and she just like begrudgingly had to give me the grades I deserved, and people would get really pissed off because they knew that I was half-assing. <laughs> I mean, you got, you... but if you fulfilled the brief, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, that's something I admire Claire extremely mm-hmm. that she has done that and achieved it. But it's it's on my bucket list. Is I yeah. really want to like rekindle my writing, mm-hmm. um, and I it's this thing I like half start but get intimidated by for sure. I know somebody. Who... It gets hard as you get older. Put yeah, those notes the down. Brain is slow. It, like my brain is very slow today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know somebody who has a whole novel in their head, but is too afraid to like put it out on paper or like where to start mm-hmm. and. Like, it's inspiring to me that she's like, mm, well, I'm just going to see if I can do it. And then she does it. And yeah. then I'm very excited about her. She's told me a little bit about what her current novel she's working on is. I'm very excited about it. So I come from a creative family. Um, my mother was the one who did not get the crafty gene. She, I mean, not in, t- not in the same, not in the handcrafted way. She could eye a space, maybe because it's her math brain and she could envision and she could, she could see a blank room and, and she could decorate it. Mm -hmm. That's where her craftiness came in. But, um, but like I have, my grandmother was the one who could make anything. And she, she tatted, she mostly crocheted. I don't know that she knit, but she did because in tatting it, you also uses a crochet hook. So it's a similar shape. Mostly she decorated cakes. Oh, that's something she, I cannot, cannot do. That's something I would love to do. I want to take a cake decorating class. But Don Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. Gotta take her class. But part of it was she was also patient. So when you're, because 
when you're she would make a wedding cake she mm-hmm. would have to start several weeks in advance to make the decorations mm-hmm. all those roses had to be created they had to have time to harden and before they would actually stay you know you think about those sugar roses and how i mean i see them at other places now you get them cheap pre-made because of shaman's machine did it but she did them all by hand and the craftsmanship and the detail oriented it just very detail oriented mm-hmm. um so she I don't have a lot from her. Um, the things that were supposed to come to me after she passed, my aunt completely ignored and gave to other people. So, um, but you have that yardstick. But I have her yardstick. She got it from like J.C. Penney's <laughs> back when in the day when they had the, a little sewing area. When they had a sewing area, you can get. I remember in high school going to Gem. Uh, no, going to. Uh, what was it? It was one of those clothing everything. It was like it was like a Coles, and actually we had one here. A Mervin's mm-hmm. going to a Mervin's. Mervin. They ha- used to have fabric. They had a fabric really? section back in the back in the eighties when I was in high school. They- Target had yarn and sewing th- like real yarn and sewing things, and it was like the same parent. Walmart's company. like the only one that still I can think it of. Still has it. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mervin's had fabric. Mervin's had fabric mm-hmm. because. The um, I went to one winter formal dance in high school, and um, my mom at the time, my foster mom, she she made my dress, mm-hmm. and it was like she had to learn. <laughs> I had such an odd shaped body, and I, you know, I my mean, broad, bodies are odd. broad shoulders, no bust, and of course I picked a very floofy, ruffly. 80s style dress oh my god i want are there pictures are there pictures anywhere i know i'm told if no pictures if it, there's not if pictures, pictures didn't happen it didn't, no happen. didn't happen it was the 80s i want to see what color was it i oh i don't know it was had a slight prairie style because prairie look oh, was really in cute, like footloose it's no, footloose kinda it might have had some lace and stuff on there and Okay, remember there's I a, would describe all those. Wait a minute, remember there was a there was a, 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 a designer that did prayers, Laura somebody. Laura Ashley. It was very Laura yeah. Ashley. You can even buy patterns there. Anyway. So we did that. But the person who I think I think I'm most impressed and inspired by is my uncle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's a, he he's a he jewelry would designer, yeah. Right? Well his wife is a jewelry designer and he does that also, but mostly like he would um, he, he does, he would dig clay from the earth and create beads and other forms just from not just earth, not clay that he bought and worked, you know, but clay, he actually dug from the earth and had to separate the different parts and mix it. He would take glass, um, from various bottles, uh, you know, alcohol type bottles. And, um, some of them would have, some of them have beautiful blue glass and green glass and he would break it into pieces and lay it out and fire it and melt it and, and create these gorgeous um, platters out of it. That sounds gorgeous. So, and very so, innovative. Very innovative. Mm-hmm. So the taking something that was old and thrown away that, and seeing future in it is very much ingenuity, yeah. mm-hmm. innovation, creativity, self-reliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and we because we grew up. My, my grandmother, you know, she grew up in the Depression. And so she grew up in the time mm-hmm. where you, if you had something, it's because you made it. 
if you wanted something, you had to find a way and to you also make. Don't get rid of anything. You find yes. a way to put Keep... new life. Oh into it. yeah. Keep all the tinfoil. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. That also was not a good thing. I mean, came it from is, a family. But... <laughs> when she passed, we went to. She had a one car garage that she. I never ever saw anything parked in, and I didn't realize why because when we rolled it up, yep. she had been a Sunday school teacher for decades. But when I, you know, most. But when she'd retired, she stopped doing that. But she still collected egg cartons and milk cartons and all the kinds of yep. things. But because of her, I did things like we made the egg, the milk carton candles where you put a butt. Oh, they so were so cool. cool. You would put crushed up. You would put ice kind of crushed into a milk carton and you would melt wax. You know, they sometimes we melted old crayons. We melt, get, got some colored wax, but crayons were usually something we had and we can get cheap cheaply mm -hmm. you melt it down you pour it into the carton and then the ice melts away but it leaves a swiss cheese shape those are so mm -hmm. pretty they're so cool i love those and because of her i mean we did i did all kinds of crafts with the kids whatever the craft is you we did the beeswax candles we mm -hmm. did all kinds of stuff um and i taught that making spirit to my kids yeah. see that's how i'm trying to be because <laughs> we do like quote school with the kids on Fridays because they're all currently homeschooled right now. So my mom and I take turns because my sister, like I mentioned, is not like a real artsy craftsy person. She's like, I'm worried if I'm homeschooling that I'm not going to end up with all those little like crafty treasures that kids make in school. So she's like, Katie, can you like help Aww. me? And I was like, yeah, of course. So they come over on Fridays. We do like teacher. an art project or like we learn some science lesson and do like an experiment or something like that. So, um, that They're coming so over this fun. week. We're painting bunny rabbits for Easter. So one of my favorite memories uh, of homeschooling is when we were studying the Renaissance era. So we got some uh, faster plaster and some stretch canvas. And before that, I had the boys um, kind of sketch out or draw out a figure that they liked. And of course, we were big in a video game, so there's a there might be a Tails and a Sonic around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we would we poked holes through the outline of the drawing. They just did a, a sketch and then we would, we would put it over the faster plaster just enough that it was kind of set, but still kind of wet. And the dot outline gave them the, um, uh, we were making frescoes out of it. Mm -hmm. so. That's so, and cool. that, and then that summer we went, we entered their stuff in the fair and they did very, very well. I love the fair. And that they're still mm -hmm. hanging up on their walls, even Aww. though they're young adults. So, I, I look for I don't know if they'll be back this summer, but I can't they wait for the fair to come back. It. They did? Mm -hmm. oh, boo. Yeah. Oh, well. So that's two years in a row they're not? Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. But I do love the fair, and I love going to the kids' section and seeing all the... I know I know this one family that are family friends. They have three kids. They're all a little older now, but... They were in, like, every single category. You'd see one of their names. They entered, like, a million things in the fair. I love that. Yep. Love it much. I was just thinking about um, less of making, but, like, my... She would have been my mother-in-law. She passed away before we were married, but James's mom was, like, an artist. She went to art school. She Aww. was a painter. She has... Like, I have so much, I have so much of her, like, stuff just in general, because she had a lot of stuff and we kind of inherited all of it. Hmm. But I have a lot of her art, too, so I have... And she, like, experimented with a lot of things, because she started when she was young and in college, and so we have this pan... 
We have a painting of John Wayne. He hangs up. In, he hangs up at our house in, in Independence because I was like, "This is the perfect place for John Wayne." Obviously, so he's oh, yeah. up there, and he's like, "It's this great." You'll, it, yeah. Anyway, I can't wait. But she also is like, she was really into um, like collages. So all mm. like a lot of her like uh more, most recent art pieces were like collages and like um paper mache and like stuff like that. And James got his artistic spirit from her because i always say he's artsy and i'm crafty um but he definitely inherited that from her so she was the only person i knew that was well that's not true i had a great grandmother she was uh like a painter and she was a very good painter um but yeah it's fun to that reminds me of think about those things i went to a um a k through eighth school out Mm -hmm. in the when we lived out in the country um, we had three eighth graders and we had 12 seventh graders and the principal we were taught us both in the same classroom. And, um, it was fun because there was an art, the art teacher would come, you know, once, a, you know, for a few weeks, a couple times a year mm-hmm. and she taught us batik and it was oh, just, that's cool. that's I mean, cool. yeah. it was, it's it, with all the, the dyes and mm-hmm. the, the D tap, um, or I don't think it's a D tap. It's the, it, you, that's a shot. No, yeah, no, no, the, I'm thinking of like the type of things that you print, like for you make Indian prints from, that's different. I mean, but you do, can do that also on. I can't. Nope. No, that's a weeping thing. Yeah. No, uh, Dharma Trading Company, a couple to, well, before COVID, uh, (laughs) once or twice a year would get these Indian they're like stencils but they're not really stencils they're big stamps they're great big stamps I yeah picture, uh-huh. i just don't know what they're called either <laughs> and i thought they were d tap but i, I don't no know idea. anyway so that's cool she taught us uh all kinds of stuff so i was very fortunate to be exposed to making of art yeah. early on and not being afraid to just try something yeah, um, that's the other thing you're saying, like ingenuity, whatever, but also bravery. Mm-hmm. Like just to try and do the thing, you know, it's brave to try and, you know, start like a, a portrait painting or write a novel. The or, hardest mm-hmm. thing is to take an empty page and make a mark on it. Yeah. Once you make that mark, you're committed and you can try and do stuff. And I had an art teacher in college once that, that, that one of the exercises that we had to do was you we were never allowed to use an eraser mm-hmm. if you made um you, if you made what you thought was a mistake you were supposed to work that into your creation yeah and work around it and um, bob ross would say there's no such thing as a mistake it's just a happy accident <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My when I when I'm when I draw yeah, hands, something I cannot buy into. When I draw hands, when to me trying to draw hands is one of the hardest things because somehow they always look Fred Flintstone-ish, <laughs> kind of clunky. I can do everything except for hands. Well, so, anyhow, do we want to talk about what we are obsessed with right now? Yes. Okay. I don't have a brain power for obsession. Oh, oh I, maybe I have two. I do. Maybe I do. Um, you always come up with something. Okay. So I have a new podcast that I am thoroughly enjoying. It's called Ruined, and I think I mentioned oh, it to you yeah, guys. But I'm interested. Um, I do not like horror movies or scary movies because I'm a big chicken and I don't like it. Um, but I want to know about them for like the cultural like zeitgeist reason, where it's like everybody saw whatever this thing is, or like I want to know the twist. I want to know what happens. 
So I would like take the movie and I would go on Wikipedia and like read the plot and then decide if it was like too scary for me to watch the movie. <laughs> it also made it easier if I had read the plot to then watch the movie and know what was going to happen. Um, but this podcast is like one girl who's like me who's scared. Another girl who's like obsessed with horror movies and loves them. So the girl who's scared watches the trailer of whatever movie they're talking about for the week. And then her friend tells her the plot. Like, and so it's ruined for anybody who's listening to it. But like me, I'm like, that's great. Now I know exactly what happens in like all of these scary movies that I'm too scared to watch, you know, by myself. It takes the edge off. Yeah, but I'm having a great time because they're like really funny. So if you're like me and you're a chicken, but you enjoy like you're like you kind of want to know, but like in a safe space where nothing scary is going to happen. Like I've been watching. Episode three is one of my favorites. Candyman. I see. I, I didn't oh, know anything about Candyman, but I was like, now I know. scream out loud. It's, it's a, it's really fun. I don't to know. I'm too to. chicken to, I'll, I'll watch, I'll enjoy the podcast. I'm too chicken to watch the movie. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to watch most of these movies. Some of them I have seen, but I'm not like, I'm not going to watch Candyman because now I know and it sounds no, scary and I don't, don't want to do watch it. it. Um, I can see some of them I need to watch or finish. One mm-hmm. I will not, which I will not watch The Exorcist. I have mm-hmm. seen that. I saw um, it in the movie theater. It was the most ex- I, terrifying experience of my yeah, life. Yeah, won't do it. I watched something. I Exorcist don't like supernatural stuff. I, well, I don't like. Um, it can be fant- fantasy, magical powers, yeah. but I can't deal with any kind of supernatural the devil, devil yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so creepy. Uh, anyway, it's it's really fun to listen to and. Like, I've only seen a handful of these movies, so and those are fun to listen to. So even if you do love horror, it, you might enjoy it anyway. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to give this a try. They're very fun. Because um, that'll help me, like, watch some I haven't watched, mm-hmm. too. Because I'm seeing some I love and know, and some so I don't. So then you'll need to watch it before is you walk, listen to is it. Walking dead, it'll be ruined. Okay, so is Walking Dead considered horror? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's a very specific zombie. I don't like zombies, and I'm not watching it because I'm scared <laughs> of it. I like horror books. I can read those stories. I just can't that watch so those stories. Work. No. Not... I love every part of this. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I'm not a fan. It's my favorite genre. And I think Mirabella is picking it up because like, uh, she got I didn't, to listen to I didn't. I used to not like horror. And I don't really consider what I like horror. But my husband who like is. American Horror Story? I it's like parts. Name. And you like The Walking I thought you liked The Walking Dead. I love Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. But I don't. See, the thing is, I look at that. Things that I can explain away with science I, somehow yeah. it, it's not as scary i things i can't explain i started an episode freak me out today that i was listening to on my way in but i'm not going to listen to it on my way home in the dark, oh, in the dark. i'm too scared <laughs> i don't want to oh you're adorable no it's too spooky for me so they're very fun so that's number one obsession oh, all right um do you want me to do my second one or wait till it comes no around? you can, you can okay. do your second yeah. so i found this artist on instagram and she is incredible her name is Cecil Kemperink, um, and she describes herself as like a um, a ceramics artist. But her ceramic art is very knitting adjacent. She makes these like intertwined ring. How do you pronounce it? Uh, it's Cecil Kemperink, uh, K E M P E R I N K Kemperink. It's amazing. She's incredible. She makes these it's beautiful like statues. Yes, but they're made out of clay. And they're, they move, and as they move, they make these like glorious sounds. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna play one so that you can hear it. I, I'm hoping it comes through in the audio of me just holding my phone up to the microphone. But um, so this is her moving one of her statue creations. Um, hang on one second, it'll start playing. 
but it's like she does it in beautiful colors and They're, they're like very, they're they're links yeah, of they're very of, pot, of pottery knitting. It's more chainmail. Chainmail, yes. I guess. But but it's still pottery. She kind of describes it as like she's knitting together these shapes. Some of them are huge. Some of them are circular. Like if you're a knitter, you will you will find this fascinating. Oh, and yeah. some that she um, <sighs> combines with fabric. Oh like my it's God. they're so fun to look at. Um, it looks that looks like so a stole. heavy. Except the super yeah, heavy ones. It's, it's they're so incredible. Beautiful. So you should go on her Instagram and look at them, but also watch the videos and listen to like the sounds of them moving. It's just, I, I love when she pops up on my Instagram page. It's incredible. I... So those are my two obsessions. Oh, this looks like a sleeve. Yeah. Wow. wow. And the colors are gradient. I can see How it gorgeous. sort of looks like garter stitch in some pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of... Uh, has that sort of texture yeah with the rings and the bumps and the it's really cool i don't know how i found her i think i was just on my like instagram explorer page and i saw one of these sculptures but they're they're really cool to look at and like fascinating to think about how she makes it yeah like it's got to fit in a kiln she's got to like mm-hmm. fire it and how do they not stick together oh. Wait a minute. how do they not stick together i don't know it's the kind of clay she uses i guess but it's uh or the finish it's maybe, really mysterious because once it's in you can't take it out it's nothing like it's like nothing i've ever seen before it's really cool and like the way that she styles them they can look like completely different so you hang it one way you hang it the other you tilt it you pull it up you know you turn it upside down it's like a kinetic sculpture it's really cool very innovative mm-hmm. and actually for fine art, very affordable. I know. I was looking at her website. I was like, what would it cost to own one of these pieces? Like, not as crazy as I thought it yeah. was. I still can't afford it, but it's very cool. It's attainable, though, if it was, like, if you really fell in love with something. Mm-hmm. Saved up. And she <laughs> talks about how she hopes that the people who own her pieces play with them, is oh, how she describes it. I love it. that. All right, I, I, all right, she gets a follow from I me. I kind of yeah. be afraid to do that. I'd be afraid it was, was going to break. She says she's never broken one. I mean, maybe if you dropped it from a height, you would crack <laughs> it, but just like a normal playing with it, she says that she has not broken it. So um, that is, those are my two. I like that. Um, I have an obsession that you might be interested in, Karen. Um, YouTube recommended it for me, and then I started following the Instagram. It's um, Sashiko's story. I do follow them. I am totally obsessed with... Uh, with um, it's Keiko Atsu- it's and Atsushi. Ke- Atsushi is the son. Keiko is the mother. And I was what I I get the notifications, and because he has it one that he does in Japanese, and he also does one in English, mm-hmm. and he did one on Sunday night, and it was kind of neat because he talked about his mom a little bit, how she was, you know, because they're talking about how she because she dies. I have I have Sashiko yarn coming, uh, thread yarn coming. I don't know if it's yarn or thread because it's thicker. It's multiplies. Anyway, I've got some coming from them and that his mom died. I'm like stalking it. I think it'll be here by Saturday. <laughs> well, um, I was, I I just like the way he talks about their art and but how I love the connection, invites, but he yeah. invites people to participate because it's not like a ceremonial deep culture thing but it is a culture thing mm, in i didn't get it's, that it's not ceremonial it's not he, ceremonial it's not ceremonial it cultural. but it is cultural he wants you to respect the culture yeah. but he also wants 
to share the culture. Yeah, like we're invited he, to partake, but with respect. But with yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. And um, which is when I when I did my submission, I made a point of saying, I am not an expert. I am a learner. For mm-hmm. best instructions, go to and I to the upcycle uh, is great and you can follow them on, on again on YouTube but it was interesting he was talking about like what traditional he's a traditional color kind of person mm-hmm. yeah because it's blue and white and, and it's indigo and white indigo but his white. mom is the rebel she does all kinds of colors she goes he's like she sort of is would didn't wouldn't follow tradition and as far as coloring goes and um so I'm like I well, just I so I'm excited new, to have some of her their content and it's wonderful and um just beautifully presented and, mm-hmm. and engaging like very entertaining yeah and if you watch their YouTube when he has a YouTube live there's a um he has other people there with him well I actually went back and watched some of the older ones like his very very first one and he's like it's interesting to have seen his setup and his equipment grow with him. So yeah, I'm okay. So we share that obsession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, you uh, said you didn't have one. There's yours. There's, okay. Well, there's one. Yeah. There's one. Right. So that's, you got a second I'm done. one. That's it. Oh. No, no, it's okay. You don't have to have two. Today I, have I do. Ha- I do have a second one. Um, only because I it was I didn't think I was obsessed, but then I realized how many times a day, a day, every day, do I check this person's Instagram feed and her stories because she more than once a day you're obsessed Mm -hmm. (laughs) does that count as an obsession more than once a week like that you're seeking them out yeah (laughs) I mean like day okay so daily's not obsessed right yes twice a day is that daily okay daily is obsessed yeah I think I think of you guys as existing every day we use the term obsession loosely yeah I rarely seek out your Instagrams if they haven't been popping up recently because I've probably seen the thing that it's on I'm like oh I saw that I I still follow Jessica is try curious are you talking about her yes because she made a dress out of that fabric you ordered she did and I'm like well I no yeah I saw her fabric when it came in I'm like I have to have that fabric and then I was exciting to see what Cute. she I think she's but worthy of she, your... it's awesome how she talks about fit and like she had this pair of pants and she I wouldn't have thought that a sway back of course a sway back affects the fit of things and she yeah. knew how she's like I'm just gonna I'm like the fabric's cut already how does she lift that up so that it fits and so that the because it's she had like what a like a jump jumpsuit and so you, the tops and the and the and the pants are all connected, but I but when the when the waistline dips down in the back and doesn't fit right, how do you fix that? And but she knows how to fix it. She's pretty cool. She's I, pretty cool. I have been looking at her since you mentioned, and she's pretty dang cool. Um, okay then. Yeah. Well, um, I guess that's it for us tonight. We will see you in two weeks for our book club podcast. We are reading a book called Red to the Bone. I don't remember the author's name. Oh, um, I'll look at it. I'll have Karen. It's her book pick. So um, if you want to join us in on, two weeks me, for that episode, that it will be. It's um, on my Kindle library. Just give me like one second. Yeah, yeah. For um, the fire up. It'll be. That episode will be out in two weeks. So if you want to read along with us, it's a short book. So you can. Mm-hmm. Um, pick it up and and join us for that if you don't listen to our book club episodes if Jacqueline Woodson there you go um, maybe you would uh, like to join us for those because they're kind of fun um, other than that we will see you next month for our next episode have a lovely month yep 
See you guys next yep, month. Yep, yep. Enjoy the spring. Yeah. You too, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>